Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day, for your endless gifts. Please help us to recognize the gifts that you give us always and be grateful. Please continue to bless us and guide us to do your will forever and ever. We pray in your name. Amen. Amen. And the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. I have a very close friend today on the radio. I'm super excited to have Jeffrey Benton. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Well, thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me. All right, Jeff and I, we, we're close friends. We, we fish together, and uh, we pray together, and we, we, uh, Jeff's got a wonderful family. Uh, and I want to just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, okay, so uh, I am a father of five children, uh, married to Denise Benton here in Lafayette. And uh, we've been married for, I think, 23-ish years. Mm. I had to sit there and do the math for a second. And just beautiful love living here. I am an a, uh, implementer of the Entrepreneur Operating System, EOS Traction. Is, uh, and so I work with senior leadership teams, helping them implement this system, which gets their, them running their companies extremely well. And so that's actually important for some of the dis- discussion we're going to have today because it tells where some, a lot of my experience has come from. All right. I know many of our listeners know Jeff because he gets around town a lot. And uh, Jeff's a very deep spiritual Cajun Catholic. And tell us about a little bit about where were you from originally and, and then a little bit about your family because I know you have an amazing uh, mom and dad and all that. Yeah. Thing. So originally from Baton Rouge, um, my uh, when I was, uh, you know, my mom passed away when I was two and my dad uh, married a widow. And, and uh, so it's now my stepmom, and she had four children, and we had six. So I became the youngest of ten children mm. at the age of three. And both of my parents, uh, my dad was a, a convert, extremely Catholic. He was number number six of Curcio, Curcio Whoa. number six that he attended, and um, just was on fire and just fought for God all of his all of his life. And he raised every one of us in that in the faith. And so, and my mother. Was, is just a superstar. I said, the only thing about my mother was upset about having to raise 10 kids is that she didn't have 20 kids to raise. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she would have rather more, I mean, even more. You know? So, you know, Jeff's family has a devotion to Manresa, and he brought me to Manresa. And um, I, I want to touch <clears throat> on that just a tad before we get into some of the other things that we're going to talk about today. But tell them about your, y'all's family's devotion to Manresa. How did that start? Yeah, so my dad started taking my brother and i'm telling you for decades and decades and decades we went to man recent it was it was a tradition and so it's just every year we looked forward to it this year I, incidentally it's it's canceled because of the covid such a bummer yeah which is which is tragic but it, it truly it's formed me you know the whole concept of somebody hey let's go away for the weekend and say nothing for three days <laughs> right and be quiet and just be with god to probably the majority of the population that sounds bizarre but man it's so freeing it's so for me it's amazing and just a quick sidebar note he brought me and it's they've been on the same weekend forever which is like the end of august beginning of september and we were there the weekend that katrina hit uh wasn't supposed to come our way we, you and i went and drove over there and we're in this silent retreat on saturday and next thing you know they said hey you got to go home there's, there's a hurricane coming yeah I mean, that's, that was pretty amazing. That's happened more than one occasion, yeah. actually. Okay, so tell me a little bit about the book you're working on. <clears throat> All right, so the book is called My People Are Cray Cray. All right? 
And uh, it's basically, you know, if you think about it, what happens is I'm working with leadership teams every day. And I've been working in companies and for companies. And it's, it's really a business book, but it's, it's also not, you know. And so what is the cray-cray behavior that, that comes out of people? Like you see somebody who's just constantly criticizing or someone who's passive-aggressive, who gossips, those types of someone who walls off and creates chaos in an organization. But it's actually they create chaos in any, any group that they're in when we get like that but it has a foundation it, it those kinds of things come from a place in our in our history or how how we were designed and and so when you think about that let, let me back up and just tell you where it came from i told you my mom died when i was two okay when i was about 18 i was in the living room crying and my dad walks in and he says son what's what's going on i said dad there's something wrong with me I said, there's just, I don't know. And he asked me a few questions. You know, my dad was pretty good at this kind of stuff. And he said, uh, Jeff, you're, you're depressed. And he says, you got to go see Darlene. And Darlene was like our family psychologist, right, the family shrink. And, um, and so I went and saw her, and she started asking me questions. He goes, well, Jeff, do you feel like this? And I said, yeah. And she goes, and do you normally kind of act out like this when that happens? And I said, Yeah. And I kept, I kept, she kept, I kept saying, yeah. And she kept asking these questions. And I was like, I, I finally, I said, so how do you know all that? She says, Jeff, well, this is kind of standard. She says, you, you know, when you're a child, you run around the corner and you, you, for mom, like when you're two years old and, and then you run back to safety. And then what happened with you is you ran around the corner and you ran back and she was gone forever. Mm. Says, so that caused issues in your life. And so I went through, first of all, I looked at her and I go, why in the heck nobody told me that before? <laughs> Good gosh, almighty. Like, why, you want to keep this a secret? And, and there's certain things in life we should be taught again and again and again, all the way from, you know, grade school, all the way up, all through college. And, and, uh, and so I, I went through therapy for years to, to work on it. And it was the best education for living that I've gotten. And so when I was where I'm working with these teams, I see see things happen. Like, I was in one meeting where um, leadership teams there, a husband and wife are actually on the leadership team together, and husband gets mad, throws down the book, and leaves the, the the meeting for the day. Like this is typically an eight hour meeting, and that's what I would call a cray cray moment. And so you, you think, where does it come from? Where do those those moments come from? And so I call it the Big Five. And, and so I'll just do this, say this quickly. The family of origin, right? How we were raised. So when, if, if you're, you're sitting here talking to me right now, Todd, and you're, this is what you're experiencing a result of, a result of these five things. Family of origin. Where was I raised? Who raised me? What was the family structure? You know, what country did you grow up in? You know, if you're Japanese and Italians are really, really different. Cajun country. Yes, Cajuns and... and <laughs> oh, not that country. <laughs> <laughs> And so um, parents, te- teachers, grandparents, coaches, all of those people had an impact on us. And so family of origin, that forms who we are. The second thing is trauma. When my mom died, that, cre- that was a trauma event. And so there's, there's all kinds of different trauma events that form people, like abuse, medical trauma, natural disasters, war-related stuff, uh, divorce. And if we don't deal with those kind of things and, and life tend to them like with therapy and, and, and all the other 
uh, things to do is it'll chase you through life. So you've got family of origin, then you have trauma. And the next thing is your brain design. Is We're just designed differently. Some people are more sensitive. Some people need to get everything right. And some people are more relaxed. And you just go on. So that's the, number, that's the third one. And then physiological. So if you're talking to me right now, it's a result of those three. And then if, for example, if I am sick, physiological is the fourth one. If I'm sick, if I'm, um, I drank a bunch of alcohol or something like that, it's going to affect who I am today, right? And so the effects of all kinds of things. If you're doing chemotherapy, it's going to affect who you are, right? So, and then the last thing is events. So if I have an argument with my wife or child yesterday, it will affect who I am today. And so if you went through that, you've got family of origin, you've got trauma, you've got your, the way our brains are designed, and then you've got this physiological, you know, how we feel, and then we've got events. And, and that is what you're experiencing out of me right now, is a combination of that. That's a lot going on. Yeah. Well, that's every single human, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, I say the big five, there's probably more, to, more than that. You just simplify it and say, okay, well, when you, when you look at it like that, you get to be a lot less, you're, you're less uh, critical of people. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm in a meeting and somebody explodes, uh, I jump into their skin to see where they're coming from. And then I'm a lot less judgmental because mm-hmm. I, I don't know the history of where or what the combination of their big five are, right? And so then I start to, to be more empathetic, mm-hmm. okay, start to listen more, and then find out, okay, yes, that person responded to that question, way overreacted, they did not deserve that much intensity, but what's going on with that person? Mm-hmm. And come to find out, he found out two days ago that his wife has cancer, mm-hmm. all right, and he hadn't slept in two days because of that, okay, so he had the physiological recent events, and so... All of those things haven't had an effect on that one person at that one moment. And so, um, yeah. That so, make- so it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think about, I have all kind of crazy questions to ask you, but like Cajun cray-cray, is that different than regular cray-cray? It probably is. Because the Cajun <laughs> people, you know, are a little more emotional where they're, they're hard on their sleeves. And I bet when you see the Cajun cray-cray, it's a little more different. But, you know, another question I have, I guess, how does the faith wrap around, you know, I, I know your perspective in life you were raised real well in the catholic faith strong strong and yet at the same time you have these these five principles of of where you are in life and and how does how does the faith wrap into that what do you think well in in many different ways one is we're all cray cray so that there's just and that it's at different levels and um, it could be very some people's cray cray can be very disruptive in a business and sometimes you have to make hard decisions around that Mm -hmm. as a business leader but um, just take it from that perspective, from a business leader standpoint, how does it wrap around your faith? The very first thing, that the key of all of this, and, and think about from, from a leadership standpoint, is when someone's cray-cray, the first thing you do is you love them, mm-hmm. right? Because like I said, you don't know what happened with their combination of the big five are, if they had trauma, what's going on. And so when making like business, business decisions of, of do we hire, or, I mean, do we fire somebody, first thing you do is love them and i don't i know you know this guy his name's alan mulally yeah okay so alan mulally helped turn around ford when it was losing i think six billion dollars a year or some some huge number and he turned it around and it was like a huge swing maybe like a 17 billion dollar swing because mm-hmm. it went to profitability 
And um, Alan, I saw him speak uh, a couple years ago, and he said, he said, every single day, my mother told me these three things. And he said, the purpose of life is to love and be loved in that order. To serve is to live, and it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Wow. So he was the CEO of Boeing and then the CEO of Ford. And, and he said, he would tell stories like this. He said, I would go into a meeting and somebody was really being, I'm using my words, cray-cray. Right. And so I would follow, follow them back to their office and say, hey, when, listen, when, when you do that behavior in that meeting, it just doesn't work. You can't do that. Can you stop doing that? And the person would say, well, I don't know. That's the way I've always been raised and lived. He says, okay, I understand. He says, if you can't stop doing that, you can't work here. But, but please understand, it doesn't mean that I don't love you. Okay, here's the CEO of Ford. And so when you talk about faith, when, um, when understanding and getting real and being just vulnerable and saying, yeah, man, I am cray-cray, I got issues. Look at the companies, Todd. And I'm talking from a business standpoint, but this, this applies to everything. If you looked at the top five companies that were uh, the best customer service companies in 2018, they did two years of study. You had Amazon, number four, uh, Aldi, uh, was number, which is a grocery store uh, chain. Trader Joe's was number two. And guess who was number one? I don't know. Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah, yeah. I should know that. <laughs> I ate there last night. <laughs> so I had the opportunity to meet uh, the president of Chick-fil-A. And I'm talking with him. You know, they, they got the big cow, the guy, person dressed up in the cow next to us. More chicken. Yeah, yeah. I said, man, I'm going to take a picture with the president of Chick-fil-A and the cow, which I did. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, the president is the cow. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, um, so as we're talking, just sweet, caring, down to earth, he goes, hold on a second. And he, he dang near knocked me over to go shake this young kid's hand who was wearing a Chick-fil-A shirt who was working that day. And, um, and I'm telling you, this guy, this young boy is probably the lowest man on the totem pole for the whole company. But to that president, mm -hmm. he was the most important. He's as important as anybody. And, and so when you say, well, you know, talking about our faith and what is, what is this company really good at? They're really good at teaching people to love, mm -hmm. right? And to be empathetic and to be. And so Chick-fil-A makes more money per restaurant than McDonald's, Starbucks, and Subway combined, and they're only open six days a week. Mm -hmm. We like a, to say profit is not a four-letter word, right? It's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Today's guest is Jeffrey Benton. He is a business coach for EOS and a great soldier for Christ. And just let you continue on, Jeff. But I want to say about Chick-fil-A, I would, I would encourage anyone to go on YouTube and look up, uh, I think you put me on this, but it's um, everyone has a, every person has a story. Every it's life a, has a story. Every life has a story. Tell them a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I'll tell you. So, so that's, a, that's a good point. What I'm saying is, is Chick-fil-A trains their people to love. And whether, you know, you don't ever hear the word love in the business, in the business world. And that's one of the reasons I wanted, I'm writing this sure. book. Is that... Did you know that if you were not loved as a child, if you were not held as a child, then it could even lead to your death? It, love is so in meaning at an at an, at an infant age. Mm -hmm. It's so ingrained in who we are as people, but in the business world, they don't really talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so, 
so when if you looked at it, the the companies that truly teach their people to love, they don't run around saying, you know, hey, you got to love everybody, but they're teaching them subliminally. Yeah, not using that word. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the ones that do win the biggest, in a sense, why? Because that's just the way God designed it. And so we're trying to bring that out to to uh, to the world that hey, love is is not a bad word when you're talking about business because. It's a, uh, it's great for God and it's great for business. You know, I have a thought. You know, you say Amazon's in that top five, and and they're the anti-touch. They don't, you know, no community, no touch, um, one-stop shopping in your house, and they don't want to talk to you, and you don't know who they are. And Chick Fil A is kind of just the opposite. You know, it's it's a it's a people type business, and I'm all about the people business. You know, and I, I wonder about the millennials today and the kids in, that are in this anti-social network and. You know, how are they going to feel that love over the Internet? You know, I mean, it, it doesn't work. Which, And with this virus, you know, everyone's going into a cocoon and, and nobody wants to go anywhere and get out. And I understand that. But it, it's a concern for society, you know. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a complex topic in itself. You know, these you, we've got kids that have never experienced. They're having a different experience than anybody in the history of time. Mm-hmm. The fact that this communication, you know, and it's something with our kids, you know, we got to, no, 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 let's, let's spend time together. Stop, put the, put the uh, electronics down. It's, it's, you got to just constantly, constantly fight that battle. So Jeff used to be in charge of Dale Carnegie, which I made through, and, and J- Dale Carnegie was a, a good Catholic man, I believe. Well, tell us a little bit about that, how that's formed your business life, because I think it had to have had an impact. I know it had an impact on me. Yeah, so <clears throat> Dale Carnegie's, uh, you know, international training company that started beginning of the 19th century, um, early, uh, where he, he wrote the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and several other books, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And so he would train people in these. And, you know, you're talking about how it formed me. It's one of those things that I said, why didn't anybody teach me that early? Right. It's the same thing. And, and there's certain things we should just be taught again and again. So how to be a great listener, how to communicate, all of the, uh, how, to, how to control stress and anxiety, how to be a great leader, those types of things. And it totally formed who I am. I mean, I, I, I am so grateful no to have had that. I was teaching sometimes three and, three and four classes a week, and week after week after week, it just totally formed and, and, and ingrained in my brain. Uh, it was, it was you know, the, the, big, the big secret with our Catholic faith, I find, is, you know, there's not many business schools or classes that you could take where they say, hey, pray. Pray is a big one, and, and that's one of the Dale Carnegie principles. And he, he cracked that code. But I, I say to people all the time, adoration for me is Dale Carnegie for business, you know. <laughs> and um, it, it just is for me. You know, you go in that chapel for an hour by yourself and you think about things at work, about people, relationships, and managing and coaching and, and, and what you can do to improve your business. And God cares for you. God wants you to be successful in your business, I think. And, and, uh, and, and I get very clear answers regarding business. That's a secret of our faith that I don't think people hear enough and I think that's a lot to do with the book that you're writing, you know. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and because the goal, back to the book for a second, is to be a highly functional, emotionally healthy adult, right? So in in that is a lifelong journey, especially if you've had trauma, and and those types of events. And so back to um, so that really the the whole this whole concept, I'm talking about the book again is that it's based on love and humility, mm-hmm. right? So when you talk about humility, I was uh, I had the opportunity to meet Mother Teresa when I was a kid. So my dad had helped, 
uh, found a unwed mother's home in Baton Rouge, and, and they went up to, uh, I forget which city, to meet her when she was going to be in uh, a place they can go. And he, he tried to, he said, can you come and send your order down to take, take over this facility and so forth? And she said yes, and she flew down with some nuns, and they, uh, I got to meet her and, and, and so forth. And, and Todd, when she looked up into my eyes, I was the only thing that existed in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, at that moment, I was the most important. So I, you, can, you can feel her love just penetrate your soul just with, with a glance and a smile. My brother, had, uh, my brother Barrett uh, had introduced me to her. She says, come see, you got to meet Mother Teresa. This is life, life, you know, this is a once-in-a-lifetime event. And if you think about the... Mother, how, how old were you? I think I was 11-ish yeah. or somewhere in there, mm-hmm. 12. But if you think about, um, Mother Teresa was the mo- one of the most powerful people in the world. She can get an audience with anybody, and she wanted nothing, and she had nothing, right? Like, meaning that she gave it all away. She gave it all away. Mm-hmm. And I asked Barrett, my brother, I said, well, how did she get here? Uh, how did she get to Baton Rouge, Barrett? Did they? She goes, I think, I think they actually came in a private jet. And literally, their luggage was boxes with ropes tied around them because I help unload it from the car. And she, I said, a private jet? And it dawned on me. I said, yeah, I guess if I have a private jet, would I let Mother Teresa use it? <laughs> uh-huh. and, uh, and so she had become one of the most powerful people in the world with humility, through humility, you know, through the love of God mm-hmm. and, and through serving others, but with that deep, deep set humility. And, um, yeah, I think about with Jesus, you know, his power was in his, his, his devotion to his father. And that was where he got his power. Yeah. You know, and people really respected that. And, and I think that, that, again, back to business, you know, when you're a leader in the community, you, you run a business or you're a manager and you have that strong faith that people see that you don't have to even speak a word. Pe- people want that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that, that, again, wraps around with, with, with this book that you have. So when do you think uh, we'll see the book? Mm, that's a loaded question. <laughs> you need to uh. stop fishing so much and start <laughs> writing. No, I've been writing. Hopefully it'll be done by the beginning of next year. So. Yeah. And we look forward to that. Yeah. So we, we touched on Barrett. You know, Barrett's um, Barrett's uh, is Jeff's brother who passed away tragically not very not very long ago, and who really led him to Manries and a big big spiritual cog in their family. But how has 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 he impacted your life spiritually? Um, like I said, he was the one that he just he showed me love even at a, as a young boy. He would do crazy things like we would be in Florida with the entire family. It'd be two o'clock in the morning, and he would basically wake me up and say, "Let's go get something to eat." <laughs> you know, crazy things like that. And he just showed love to everybody. There wasn't anybody. He was so unjudgmental, and he was so uh, strong, and and happy. And mm-hmm. so you can imagine. Yeah, to have a brother like that, you know, that can lead the way. It's it's so powerful, you know. Um, and to just I I don't. I wouldn't give any any trade secrets away, but tell him about Manresa, some of the crazy things he do out there. I think it's something we should share. 
<laughs> We've say, maintained some of the traditions. <laughs> no, we're 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 actually pretty good at at, at uh, staying quiet. But every now and then we might sit yeah. in the same area together. Right, right. <laughs> he, he's been known to uh, take a, a dip or two in the in the Mississippi River on retreat. Oh, first. Barrett. Yeah, oh, yeah, Barrett did. I did. Yeah, Barrett would uh, actually like every year he would go swimming in the Mississippi. He just take off all of his clothes and just go run on, re- on retreat on retreat the, now of know. course there's nobody around but he of would, course he would tell me about it uh that's the kind of crazy fun kind of guy he was yeah uh, yeah we miss him so much so jeff's got you know uh a wonderful family just uh his boys are so devout i ran into uh anthony at mass at cathedral the other day and and um, his kids have traveled a little bit, and Joseph is a previous guest on the show. But, you know, you've, you've been very blessed with your children. I have. They have a wonderful mother. Yes, they do. Yes, <laughs> thank God they're taking after their mother. Uh, so, Jeff, uh, so tell me what's on the horizon for you. Uh, we just have really a couple of minutes left on the show. But, um, you know, where do you go from here? Well, you know, um, with as a as an implementer as an EOS implementer, I'm challenging people constantly to uh, like become a better version of themselves and build a better version of their company, and and so in that I you know I heard it I was at a JPG, um, it was a fundraiser and we had a speaker and I can't remember her name but she told the story about Mother Teresa to bring it back to her. She said um, Mother Teresa was uh, on a plane next sitting next to a businessman. And they were having a deep discussion, and, and he was really interested in all she was doing. So he decides to cut her a check. And, you know, Mother Teresa's challenging people to be better. And it, and it was nothing about money, but it's about faith and loving God until it hurts, right? And so, so he gives her a $350,000 check. That's a check. And she takes it, and she looks at it, and she tears it up. And she simply said, that didn't hurt. Meaning that in their conversation, she must have, you know, she was talking about challenging him to a whole new level. And she goes, thank you so much, though. And, and then, uh, at least that's what I think she said. <laughs> <laughs> and so they continue to talk. And she writes him, he takes the checkbook out. and goes, okay. And he writes her a check. And he hands it to her. It's for $1.5 million dollars. And his statement was, now this hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. So I, I, it's, not, it's not just uh, in a business realm. It's in our personal lives. It's we got to challenge each other to, to holiness at a new level. And it's about being real. It's about being humble. It's about being selfless and understanding that we're all a little cray-cray. So if you're listening out there in uh, Cajun country here and you hear and everyone, anyone wanted to check Jeff's references, it's incredible. He's touched so many people's lives. But how could they get involved with you with EOS through your business? Or Yeah. So um, uh, StrongerCompany.com is my website. If, uh, if, you know, if you wanted to learn more about EOS, the Entrepreneur Operating System, Traction is, is the name of the book. Um, but uh, also, if you want to learn more and even participate in helping me write this book by giving me good stories, cray-cray stories from work, um, and even if you had a if you, you had a cray-cray situation and you dealt with it well, I'd love to put that in the book. So, uh, uh, you know, Jeff Benton at StrongerCompany.com. Um, I also have a website up. It's MyPeopleAreCrayCray.com. 
C-R-A-Y-C-R-A-Y.com. Nice. And, uh, and so, and I have PowerPoints and, 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 you know, I'm trying to fill it with information that's useful. Yeah, for if folks. you want to add a little more love and a little more profit to your business, uh, and that is not a four letter word, uh, get in contact with Jeff. I mean, honestly, he's just a great Christian businessman here in, here in Lafayette, and he can do a lot for your business. And uh, you've been a blessing to me in my life, Jeff, and thank you for being on the show today. Well, did Eddie. Thank you. All Thanks right. for having me. This is fun. Uh, again, we always engage, uh, ask you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. And you've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio. Until next time, God bless.